I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today on episode 56 is Sarah Shockey. She is talking to me about her love of the uh, two-season, early 2000s anime, Princess Tutu. And if you're familiar with the show, uh, what you should do is get in touch with Sarah Shockey and talk to her about it. Because as you will be able to tell, she has a passionate love for it. Um, and she, uh, I'm sure, would entertain someone uh, carrying on a, a delightful conversation with her about it. Because she had a delightful conversation with someone who had never even heard of Princess Tutu. Uh, so that's my suggestion to you. Uh, sorry, Sarah, if some random people talk to you about uh, Princess Tutu, but something tells me that you wouldn't mind. Um, this was such a fun conversation because Sarah is so, so much fun to talk to. Uh, we reveal our uh, meet cute, if you will, and it's uh, one of my favorite stories of meeting people that I have, period, just of anyone that I've ever met. Um, we uh, uh, talk a little bit about her uh, music comedy group, The Shock Tees. You may remember that former guest of the show, Tim Dunn, was also a member of The Shock Tees. So I've gotten two out of three. That two out of three ain't bad, right? Um, it, it was a lot of fun to hear her talk about... Uh, where they're concerned uh, in in terms of uh, her love of Princess Tutu. Seems like they're pretty supportive of it. <laughs> and, you know, you have to surround yourself with people who will uh, accept all of your passions, including uh, something like Princess Tutu. I also uh, really, really enjoyed finding out that one of the reasons that she loves it so much is because of her love of... Uh, romance and uh, stories that involve romance um, and things like Pride and Prejudice and uh, anything that has a good love story, Sarah's on board for. So any suckers for those kind of things will be able to appreciate this and uh, should probably check out Princess Tutu. Uh, after talking to her about it for an hour, I found myself very much inclined towards watching it myself. Um, so I, I'm sure she would uh, be delighted to know that. And if I ever do get around to watching it, we'll expect a full report back from me. Uh, there's a couple of interruptions in here. Um, my parents were in town uh, when we recorded this and I'm not good enough at scheduling to have, uh, scheduled her while they weren't here, but you know, they were super cool about it. She was super cool about it. My dad comes in at one point. Um, and you know, if you're a listener of the show consistently, you know that he's been on before, so you get a sense of his personality 
Uh, and he was just, you know, going into the kitchen to grab a beer while he was watching the Braves game. Can you fault the guy for that? I don't think so. Uh, one of the reasons my parents were in town was to see the last show of The Lord of the Ragley, uh, so I won't plug that anymore. And they, But they did also see uh, Owls, a show that I'm doing at The Annoyance on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock with past guest of the show, Ryan Ben. So come check that out if you have any interest so you can see what Chris and Gail uh, came to see. Uh, also... Now, picking back up, Reagan, Reagan will have a show every Friday at 8 at the One Group Mind Theater, so come check those out. This summer will be one for the record books, because uh, we're losing two members um, in August and September, respectively. Uh, so, we're going to try to really blow this summer out. Um with the seven members that we have now and go from there once they have departed from the city. So if you haven't seen Reagan Reagan yet and have heard me talk about it or have any interest at all, now is the time to do it sometime this summer uh, because that team is really great. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a member of it. I, I think uh, other people have said that about it. That, that means something, right? Cool. So, um, check those out. Uh, check out Sarah Shockey's new blog called Flagship Women that we reference a number of times in this episode, mostly uh, tongue-in-cheek uh, ways. But um, she had me on as her first uh, guest for that. It's an interview-based blog that she's starting with women in... Uh, mostly in the comedy scene, but sometimes uh, outside of that, that she just really um, admires and appreciates and wants to talk to and wants to uh, share those conversations uh, with little uh, illustrations that she makes based on what the conversation uh, is about. And it's it was so much fun to do. I was truly honored to be her first guest or to be asked to do it at all. Um, part of the reason she asked was because of the podcast, because she knew that I had started this venture of my own, and she knew that I would be supportive of hers, uh, which I think that I was. So check that out. It's um, it's on Tumblr. Uh, it's called Flagship Women. Uh, I will put a link to it in the liner notes for this episode, as Sarah calls them. Um, so without any further ado... Enjoy MBSing with Sarah Shaggy. Pretty good. Yeah. You just, just dumped a board pot of water boiling hot water on <laughs> yeah. it. Because I can't do anything right this evening. In the midst of the derecho. There's a derecho. There, I did not have my phone so where I knew that it was ringing. I took an Uber ride here and then I got scared of going to the door in the rain. Like a weenie. Well, but also, like, I should have been... <laughs> I was like, oh, back. it's time that Sarah should be getting here. I should have my phone on just in case something happens. Turns and out I just, something had. I didn't even pay attention to... I'm just an idiot. Well, so am I. I'm a real weenie for not going outside. I should have trusted that you and your parents would be here to love me. <laughs> <laughs> and we were. Mm-hmm. That's all right. You know, Chris and Gail are watching the Braves game in the living room. We're having tea and baked goods in the kitchen. <laughs> so many by baked fire, goods. Or by candlelight. And, yeah. Uh, my job, we have um, 
we provide lunch to all the people who take classes at our facility. Mm-hmm. And whenever there's leftover food, and by lunches I mean there's also desserts, desserts. and snacks and breakfast things. And whenever there's leftover food, my bosses always are either going to, like, throw it away, give it to the, like, maintenance guy for the building that we are a part of, or give it to me. So I basically decide what happens to it. <laughs> so sometimes I'll pack, I'll, I will often pack up a plate and leave it for the maintenance guy and often, like, decide what I want. And then every once in a while I'll throw some things away. Yeah. Sometimes it gets out of hand. I used to work at Bubbles Academy. Right. And there was a communal kitchen and they would do, like, a kid's cooking class. There's leftovers from that. And then anytime anyone covered anyone else's shift, they would bring in, like, a sweet baked good for the whole staff. Like, it was, like, not just, like, oh, you covered my shift, here's a cupcake. It would be, like, oh, you covered oh. my shift, here's a pie for everybody. Oh, and so, be like, crazy. I never did anything like that, and I would still partake in the pies. Did you, did, did you get other people to cover your shift, and you wouldn't bring No, I would do, I would do, like, a lazy version where I'd, like, go to Whole Foods and be, like, oh, I got everybody these chocolate-covered things. Right, sure, for $8. sure, 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 Yeah, because right. I'm not, I mean... I maybe baked once. Gotcha. I, I'm weird about baking. I I was just wary of like, did everyone else do this thing that except seemingly <laughs> was very commonplace in your workplace? And I just except you. There was like, no, I, know, I really like that. Sarah, but <laughs> she's a jerk. Yeah, apparently some people leave extra money at the end of eating at a restaurant, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I know what I paid for. <laughs> no, I'm leaving. Bye. If you want to waste your time and money with that. <laughs> oh, that's Sarah so Shocking, terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Tries it, shows up twice to a podcast. No, that was my fault. No, it wasn't. I can't believe you came back. I truly can't. And this I feel is like... how passionate I am about Princess Tutu. And I couldn't be happier. <laughs> um, my guest today is Sarah Shockey. As she said... Her topic is Princess Tutu. Couldn't even wait for you to introduce it. No, I, 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 I think that, that, that may be a first, and I don't even care. I love it. That's <laughs> when I just remember asking you like what last weekend? Yeah, uh, it was last Sunday, like or something ten days now, ago. Whatever. Yeah, um, to do it and wondering what you would do it on, and I feel like you hesitated slightly, <laughs> and I think it's just because you knew you wanted to talk about Princess Tutu, yeah. but you weren't sure it was that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was, like, one of those things where it's, like, people in my inner circle know that I love love Princess Princess Tutu. (laughs) But it's also, like, inherently, like, oh, Princess Tutu, that sounds stupid. Because you immediately picture a worse Sailor Moon. Yeah. Like, that's what you picture. And that's what the cover of the DVDs looks like. Um, So, first of all, what is the origin of your love for Princess Tutu? And also, along with this, you should elaborate on what Princess Tutu (laughs) is. Okay, so... Tutu is this semi-obscure anime cartoon, and what happened was I was working at Groupon, and I got to a point where I was, like, good enough on the team in customer service that I didn't have to be on the phone very often. This is, what, three or four years ago now? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have even realized it was something that was this recent by how much you love it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was a weird... Because I get, like, obsessed with things, mm-hmm. and then... and, and I, I would love, consider that nerdiness. It's... Yeah. It's, like, but. an obsession, but it's specifically, like, romance. Oh. I get really attached to romance stories. And, Interesting. Like, 
if the romance isn't right, like, I had a big problem with the ending of uh, the Avatar, the Nickelodeon series, because I felt like the romance didn't go how Interesting. I wanted. How, I was, like, who would, really upset. Who was the romance involved? The Last Airbender? Yeah, so it was, and this spoiler alerts, Aang, the main little tiny boy, uh-huh. had this crush on the girl, who I can never remember her name. She, aren't they doing a spin-off series They're with about their, her now? their daughter. Yeah. So they ended up oh, together. It's a, oh, okay. But okay. it was like watching Luke and Leia end up together. And here's this wonderful Han Solo character, Zuko. Oh. And they're like stirring the I pot see. with their romance. And then I think somebody was like, we're doing a spin-off and it needs to be their kid. So it just because like, of like the powers exactly. that they have, because doesn't she has other she specific has like their... bending powers? But it was Man, just like, thank you, Matt oh. Young. He's the reason that I know this because we're at C two E two and we saw the covers for the new mm-hmm. books, and he started telling me about I mean, it. It looks good. Then I should watch the new ones because probably they'll do the romance right. Hopefully, there is one. Because yeah. I'm not. I don't like it when the girl doesn't fall in love. Sorry, Brave, but I just <laughs> want the girl to fall in love. That's so funny. <laughs> So, are you on board with Frozen? Yeah? Yes, yes. On board with Frozen. uh, I think it would have been nice if Elsa found somebody. Yeah. But... She gets a little shafted in the whole thing. I thought that other guy didn't need to be so bad. He was... Awful. But, like, he wasn't at the beginning. Like, I right. think it would be okay. It's, Me and Sean have talked about this extensively. It was a hard turn. Yeah. It was a very hard turn. I would have liked if we had, like, just one or two hints other than him being a brunette. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what are you going to do? Well, I can't always get what I want. That's amazing. And in cool. Princess Tutu, I didn't even get what I wanted exactly, but Ooh. it was part of what fueled. So, anyways, okay. Princess Tutu. So, I met Groupon, I'm not on the phone very often, Mm -hmm. and I have two computer monitors Mm -hmm. where I think Rob Grabowski was responsible for that, (laughs) I'm not sure why. For you having two computer monitors? Because he would do all the supplies and stuff, you'd ask for another computer monitor. (laughs) And my dad just walked in the room. (laughs) I wanted to address it so bad. I think he's coming to get another beer. Well, you probably could have done that before we started recording, but that's okay Hey, no, this is part of the whole night. Past oh. guest of the show, Chris Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the Atlanta Braves episode if you want to get a full Just stop full Monty on that. Hold pause this now and go <laughs> find that episode. <laughs> I also love that we've acknowledged that he's here and he's still not singing. <laughs> As though that's helpful. <laughs> Good evening, ladies. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rob Grabowski was responsible for you having two, two computer and monitors. I only needed one. Right. Anyone needs one computer monitor, unless you're doing real things. We, I had two at my first job in Chicago, too, which was also a desk job that was, like, complaint-oriented. Oriented. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, there's no reason for this. But I would put spreadsheets on one... And also Netflix on that same one. Yeah. And then the other would be all my work. So I could, yeah. like, pull the spreadsheets when I need and then I kept a spreadsheet of all the people who bothered me with questions too much. That's so funny. Yeah, that was nuts. It was, I was unhappy at that point. So sure, right. the job was getting really tough. And I had watched, like, everything I could think of. I went through, like, a lot of British miniseries because mm-hmm. those have really good romances. That's I watched, so like, old movies. I, t- I think I watched Ponyo about seven times. Oh, I've seen Ponyo once. Ponyo is <laughs> great. It's like, I think what bridged me into the anime 
Descent. Was Ponyo? Was Ponyo. Interesting. Did you like other Miyazaki movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked, uh, I actually really like Kiki's Delivery Service. I've never seen that, but one of my friends who's a big Miyazaki fan cites that as his favorite. It's really good. Phil Hartman's The Talking Cat, and it was the last thing he did before he died. So I was like, I really love that movie. Right. So I started kind of seeing around, like, oh, what other animes are there? Like, maybe, because it's like this whole other world. And so I base it off of, like, what the cover looked like, and if there were girls and boys, okay. it looked like they might fall in love. I think I'm a junkie <laughs> for romance. This is hilarious to me. So, I so never I would have guessed that that's what, no, the, I mean, what like, it was born out of. I'm and I never would have guessed Pride that about Pride and Prejudice is like the oh, ideal. Oh, you're one of those yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane Austen gals. And it's like, and I like the other Jane Austens, like Senses of a Bully, Alba, Pride and Prejudice is great. Your jam. That's my jam. Uh-huh. Um, so... I started watching, so I clicked on Princess Tutu, and I was uh-huh. like, I don't know about this. Like, the cover was um, the this girl in, like, a tutu, and she's got big eyes and, like, red hair, and it's like, uh, I don't know. So I was like, I'll Got give red it a hair, try. though. That, see, that would get me in on the ground floor, yeah. but I'm super biased where that's concerned. You and Bethany Shrek should talk about how much you love red hair. Oh, I everything that Bethany draws that's herself or anyone that has red hair. I love everything about it. It's she adorable. She draws the cutest, most wonderful she things. She might be the most adorable person that I've ever met. And and I worked with her for like a year and a half, and she's just like that all the, all time. the time. Like, I've rarely seen her frustrated, and when she is, it's very cute. <laughs> I see. I, I battle with that a little bit sometimes where I'll get mad about something and, like, people will take me seriously and I'm like, no! I'm mad! Let me be mad! Stop saying it's cute how mad I am! Stop! But you're thrusting both of your kids. (laughs) Not helping myself. It's adorable, you guys. (laughs) Oh, no! I hate it! I just want to be mad sometimes, but it's It's hard. I've got a tiny stature and a big round open face. (laughs) Just smiling eyes. uh, Um, So, I started watching Princess and I have a hard time with new things because I immediately am afraid I'm going to hate it. We talked about this a little bit with music. Yes, right. Yes, right. how neither one of us can branch out into new music because so we think we'll hate I, it. And it's like, I don't hate most things, but right. I always neither think I. that I'm going to. Yeah. So I started watching this, and the first turnoff was the guy that she was in love with at the very beginning. It starts off, she's a, she's a duck. And she <laughs> sees this beautiful dancing prince who kind of looks like a girl. I mean, he's got like... Kind of, like, feathery white hair. And I'm like, ooh, white hair, I don't know. Like, he's not old, but, like, it's white hair. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this prince looks so lonely. If only I could, you know, help him. Uh Uh-huh. You know? And it's weird, because whenever they talk about how lonely the prince's eyes look, you see this, like, his brown eyes, but they just look like there's, like, an ocean behind (laughs) Like, it's so crazy. So I was, like, immediately, like, okay, what is this? And then... This like ghostly storyteller is like if that's what you want, and and then like she becomes this like girl, this like clumsy preteen girl, and she's in a ballet school in what looks like like Germany or one of those like tiny like wooden Nordic towns. Okay, and she's going to school and she's like dancing, and then you see that the prince is a guy at the school. Oh. And so like what got so me? So she was a duck. She was a duck, and she was given a pendant. That turned her into this girl. Got it. But she, it wasn't like she was a girl trapped in a duck's body or something. Well, no. She, she was, was a, a duck. a duck that fell in love was with like a, a, human. a real boy. But then <laughs> the pendant also allows her to transform into Princess Tutu. Oh. Who is a character in a story that the ghostly narrator 
was writing. And then he died, and so the story's locked in this, like, constant turmoil until the prince, to get out of the story, shatters his own heart. He's in a battle with this raven. Shatters his own heart. And then where the story begins, all of his heart shards littered throughout the town and made this magical enchanted town where, like, some of the people are animals, some of them are humans. And what Princess Tutu can do is she can draw the heart shards out and put them back in the prince's heart. So that's the setup of this story. I love it. What I got love me how much is involved. <laughs> it's so complicated. It, it really gets more is. complicated. There's two of seasons. Of course it does. But it's one complete arc. Okay. So it's really How many episodes are we talking about here? 24. Wow. That's it. That's it. Oh, and I kind of love that. Oh, I love it. And it's like clearly like the more you watch it, the more you realize like this was somebody's passion project. It was like I think her name is like Ikuko Ito or something. <laughs> and she was an animator for Sailor Moon. Okay. And then this was her, like, passion project. And it's like, they take the dance part really seriously. Yeah, it would seem like it. And they use a lot of, like, it's loosely, it has, like, a lot of fairy tale elements and a lot of Black Swan, or Swan-like. Oh, got it, got it. Like Black Swan. And then it's just, like, the whole point of it is, like, questioning fate. Like, it's it gets really deep by the end because, like, one of the characters figures out that they can start writing stories and that'll influence what's happening. Oh, and, like, Jesus. And meanwhile, she turns, like, duck into girl, girl into Princess Tutu, and then back again, and it's, like, hidden identities, and, like, here's what got me hooked. Okay. She goes to class, and she, the, their teacher's a cat. What episode are we talking about here? This is episode one. Okay. She goes to her dance class, and the teacher's like this man cat. Okay. And she's like, a cat? But she's like the only one who thinks it's like at all weird. Oh, right. And then the cat's thing is that like, he, he has this really short temper, and he seems very like sexually frustrated, because he's always like, whenever anyone does anything wrong, he's like, you better stop doing that, otherwise I'll marry you! Like, that's his threat? And I was like, what the heck? Like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. This is like, dance teacher cat. A teacher's threat. And like, all the girls in the class are always like, hey, Please don't marry us. Like, it's, it's so fucking weird. And I was like, I recognize how weird this is. I'm on board. Marry you. And he always, Not like, it's weird you. when he says it. He's like, I'll marry you. Like, it's like just a like, little cat. And then he'll roll away, like, and just get really weird. <laughs> oh, man. Now it's weird enough and funny enough that you just watch the whole thing. I just started watching. I and mean, it was actually the only, like, show that I was so addicted to that I, like, downloaded Netflix on my phone. And I remember, like, being on the train to go home to Michigan and, like, watching Princess oh Tutu. Like, I was gosh. addicted. I, like, had to know what happened. And it was, like, the romance that I liked uh-huh. took me by surprise. Wow. Which normally romances don't take me by surprise. Usually, I'm always you know, exactly. And the thing that they do is they don't completely resolve. They resolve one romance. They don't really resolve the other. And uh-huh. so it's kind of, like, this strong forever friendship, but... It put me into, like, a further spiral after I watched the show of reading fan fiction and then attempting to write my own. No. I did. That's crazy. I did not finish it. Oh, them. my God. But it was, like... About the other About storyline? just, like, finishing that. And oh there's so many. God. There's, like, a pretty good one that I read. Have you ever written fan fiction before this? I did write some X-Men fan fiction when I was in 8th grade. <laughs> but not as an adult. No, not as an adult. But you love Princess Tutu enough. 
I loved it so much. And I was also like, and this is sort of a weird like twist, but I feel like I was in a place where I didn't feel like my romantic life was very fulfilling. fulfilling. So it was like, it was like just taking drugs for me to like watch Princess Tutu all the time. And then like, just dabble in this world of like I would just be reading the fan fiction like it's on my phone. So funny, it's crazy to me that there's something that you uh, you had never done. Obviously, there are worlds of fan fiction and and reading and writing and and all of that for so many properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, all all of Anything them you can think of. Any of them, yeah. Um, but the fact that this was the first thing... This tipped me off to be As like, a, like, 23-year-old... 23, 24... I might even 25. Honestly, so like... so crazy It was so me. crazy. And, 24, 25, and, yeah. And, and you wouldn't have even considered yourself that much of an anime person before that either, right? No, I had watched uh, Sailor Moon when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then I, I watched tried- a little bit of Dragon Ball Z when I was young. I never got into Dragon Ball Z. And- Sean, side note, wrote... An enormous fan fiction when he was in eighth grade of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it has no romance. <laughs> I had a big, uh, I had a big crush on a guy when I was in middle school who was obsessed with Dragon Ball Z. So I was like, all right, guess I gotta start watching I'm into this. this. <laughs> yeah, I, I sure done that. Which definitely just made me like, which made him be like, oh, this girl's so cool. We're gonna be such good friends. Like, yeah. That was all of all of the things when I was growing up that I like. In my head, I was like, oh, this will make this boy like me. It was all just things that would make this boy hang out with me. This will make this boy think I'm the coolest girl to hang out with and talk about things he likes. Yep. (laughs) Which, like, in my head, I'm like, how is that not (laughs) what you want in a girl? (laughs) (laughs) But I think that. You have to be kind of (laughs) mean. You have to play hard to get. Yeah. I didn't get that. I just was like, "Mm, I think this is cool. You want to talk about it? Yeah? Cool. Want to... Also, like... Sit close to each other and <laughs> touch knees. Maybe hold hands eventually and get really sweaty about it. No? Okay. Next, All right. Next fella, next interest. <laughs> yep, that was Dragon Ball Z for me. Yeah. Didn't, thankfully, didn't watch too much of it. But... Yeah, I mean, they, they, well, from what I understand, the episodes are just, like, stretched out so that, yes. like, nothing will happen no. for a whole... And Chances are episodes spent just charging. It's been... <laughs> uh, it's also very hard to follow because of that. Yeah. If you only... if So I would just, like, start watching. So I was like, you can't oh, dip in boy, and out. Yeah, this boy I like likes this. All right, I'm going to cut this on. Mm, who are any of these people? <laughs> yeah, they, and, like, there's... I have trouble telling some of them apart. I know they have different hair colors, but sometimes I feel like the ones They're with the blonde hair also have dark hair sometimes. Yes, and that's confusing for that's, me. That's uh, that's that's what their power does. <laughs> Shots when they, be some very yeah, when they, uh, when they become, uh, when they like when you said they were charging, that's when they like, that's when they turn on their powers, and part of that is them becoming their dark hair turns to blonde. Over nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand it for a long that's, time either, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I can't no, even I remember. Know. I should know what it's called when they do that. Um, it's called, like, Super San or something like that. Cyan. San. San. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yep, that's it. I hope to heavens that Sean's not embarrassed of me right now. <laughs> because... My boyfriend, Sean Rose, who's who I'm referencing. Yep. yep. And, uh, has written lengthy, <laughs> lengthy, lengthy fanfics. DBZ fanfic. He was much younger, though, than when I started attempting mine. And mine, I hadn't written for years, 
So a lot of what came out of it was me recognizing writer tendencies that I don't like and knowing that like the ideas I had inside of me for the story that I just wanted out. I just wanted them out of me. So when you were I reading, couldn't do it well. The reason that you started writing it was because you'd read things that were unsatisfying to you about mm-hmm. it. Totally. Like 13 year olds were writing these like novels and like perhaps to them because I didn't even yeah. like finish mine or release it to anybody like, but I wanted like a very specific thing. There was like one I think that was like pretty good, <laughs> but it was just like, I love the trope of, um, bad guy who sort of reluctantly becomes good and you see inside of him that he's been a good person all along, but he has this like facade. Oh, uh, we're talking hurt, Professor like, Slate. Professor Snape. Yeah, we're talking Snape. We're talking Han Solo. Sure. You know, these, these just, uh, Mr. Darcy. Okay. These men right. who just like, they're so Bring rough around the edges yeah. and they need this like bubbly independent woman. <laughs> I, <laughs> to be their oh, manic I, pixie dream girl. I love, and Princess Tutu is very cute and very bubbly, and also, like, when she's a girl, she's super clumsy and just, like, kind of normal and, mm-hmm. like, worries that what she says is weird, and, mm-hmm. like, it's it's very sweet and funny in that way, and, like, the first, like, half of the first season is just, like, these little contained stories as she finds different heart shards, mm-hmm. and then as she returns them to the prince, he, like, starts gaining this, like, personality back. Which brings out the girl villain who's, like, in love with him and wants to keep him just as he is because he's, like, a puppet that she can oh, sort of control. And then she ends up becoming one of the main villains in the second half. She's, like, the the raven's daughter, and she's trying to win the prince from, because of the raven's influence. Okay. And then there's Princess Tutu. It's such a complicated story. It sounds complicated, but, it's but I so, feel like I'm following relatively. It's so good. And when they do the little story episodes, like, they do one where, like, a traveling group of actors come to the dance school and they do uh, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, that's so funny. And uh, the, like, girl who's the lead in the story is, like, saying to her husband, she's like, I don't think I have the drive to, like, do this, and I don't know why I'm doing it. And he kind of, like... Gives her this very sweet little lecture, and it's like the this lead in the, um, in the acting troupe, okay, who you've never seen before, and you'll right. never see again. Yeah, she's a sweet conversation with her husband, where he's like, you know, like you have to believe in what you're doing, and like if you lose that, you don't deserve to play this part. Huh. And it was like really cool because it was like this sort of loving like relationship. Yeah, they just really nail these like tiny, tiny throwaway moments. That's so cool. Yeah. Is oh that sounds really interesting. I legitimately adore everything about Princess. I can I knew that from the first time you brought it up. Because that wanted to be your topic. I think I'm going to talk about this obscure anime called Princess Two. Yeah, this is what I really want. (laughs) What um, is it popular among like anime circles? It is. It's one of those things where people are sort of reluctantly like. It's always, like, when I first saw this, I thought it was going to be very stupid. Right. However, it's I stayed wonderful. on board, and it's Yeah, amazing. and, like, people, it's like, people are sort of reluctant to admit, like, I almost wish it had been translated into something, you know, like, uh, you know, like, the Swan Kingdom or something, you know what I mean? Like, something that's just a little bit more, like, ballet-ish or something. Oh, to because have Princess a Tutu little bit more of a connection like, to... Or just to sound not so stupid. <laughs> Princess Tutu. It sounds so dumb. And I wasn't like, even sure if it had anything to do with dancing. Like, cause it I just sounds like a little pretty, pretty princess. Right. Who shows up places. Right. But, like, they have these full, like, 
dance sequences that are just like beautiful and like well designed and it's like oh somebody studied this for years to be able to, to animate make it. this and then it was like yeah that's all they ever did they um it spun off two like manga comic books manga manga mm. They, it's I feel like two I comic the same books. Manga, but I think you're right. It is manga. Something. I don't know. I ordered both of them. Oh! And, cause have I you wanted, read them? I'm, yeah, I read them both because I wanted to, like, I want that ending. The Princess Tutu? I want the Princess Tutu ending. These were, like, somebody just took the characters and wrote a completely crazy nonsense horrible set of stories. Oh, that's disappointing. I think they made it. It was funny because it was clear that they made it because. Like, I think they weren't happy with the ending, mm-hmm. but they weren't happy with it the opposite way that oh, I was. No. So it was really weird. Like, so basically, the story mm-hmm. that creeps out from the hedges mm-hmm. is uh, so the <laughs> prince is always around. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it more than you can possibly know. <laughs> and I'm aware of what I'm doing. Right, right, right. Um, so the prince is always surrounded by this, like, kind of dark, mysterious man. And they're, like, in their teens. Like, okay. But he's very, like, mysterious. And he's mean. Like, he's this, like, shitty guy. And the moment you see him, you're like, oh, that shitty girl that ends up being the Raven's daughter, they're gonna get together. Oh, sure. Because right. it's like, you know, they're both kind of, like, rough around the edges. And it's like, whatever, I'll care about that later. Because I was still trying to get on board with the prince with and Duck. Two, yeah, because yeah, that yeah. was, like, her name's Duck. Uh, um, her name's Duck. Her name's Duck. Uh, so no, how, how much... Time does she spend like what? What would you say the breakdown is from duck to mm. young girl to tutu? Like, because I feel like that's one of the hardest things for me to grasp about the storytelling part of yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is probably like fifty percent or sixty percent girl. Okay. Then like twenty five percent tutu, and then whatever we have left over duck. Like She's not the duck 25. very often. There's a very funny bit that happens. If she loses if she loses her pendant or if somebody surprises her and makes She's her like, like no. Yeah, like if she gets surprised and does a quack, like anything duck like, she turns back into the duck. And that's so funny. A fun thing that happens is when she turns back into the girl, she never clothes on. <laughs> and then you never like see anything, but it makes for a lot of farcy, like like and then like little pink cheeks, little, I'm yeah, sure. Water droplets in the head. <laughs> so where was I? Oh, so Sorry, the prince yeah, had the his like bodyguard, sort of guy. evil, people. and there's a lot of ships of those two guys getting together, which I understand because they have a lot of like very like oddly close scenes in the beginning. Really, where you're like, what you're, what's the deal with what? this homoeroticism? Yeah, I love that you said ships. Ships. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've heard that term before, but it's been a while. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that I could use it right. Yep, you did. But there's a you lot of those, those ships sailing. A lot of ships. And he's this awful guy. He's ships so are just mean. like fanfic that has to do fanfic with, with a like specific the wrong coupling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say the wrong coupling. Like slash fiction. There's a lot kind of, of sonic of. ships. Sonic the Hedgehog. That's, I think, um, that, uh, Chris Geiger wrote a Nerdlog sketch, um, maybe like six to eight months ago called <laughs> Sonic the Poundhog oh, that had right. to do with that's the fact so that he funny. kept seeing a bunch of weird Sonic ships. We, me and Sean read one out loud that was pretty good. Cause it's just like the moment they get to like sex in those, it's like, 
it's a cartoon hedgehog. What? This how can you take it weird. seriously? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to. No, I'm glad you. I needed to acknowledge that you had <laughs> dropped shit. Just like <laughs> no big deal. Soups, cash, Soups dropping cash. shit. <laughs> you guys know me, the ship writer. <laughs> <laughs> the flagship women writer. Plug, 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 <laughs> plug. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Please, somebody. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry, I totally derailed you. I'm so excited. I'm so f- excited to talk about Fakir right now. Okay. His name's Fakir. That's the uh, mysterious the assistant. Man. It's uh, Muto is the other guy. It's spelled Mytho, and I wish it was pronounced Muto. Muto. I wish it was pronounced Mytho because Muto sounds like Mewtwo. Which yes. takes even lends even less legitimacy to what I'm trying right. to talk about. Right, here. right, okay, <laughs> okay. So he's like very mean. Wait, which one is which? Fakir is the one that I'm going to talk about. He's the one with the dark hair. Okay, the and prince, Muto is. I'll call him the prince, and, and Muto is the, the prince, prince, though. Exactly. Okay, that's 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 what I thought, but I needed to make. I sure. I know it's confusing. It's fine. Stick with me on this I'm, one. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so he's always showing up and like kind of being shitty. Uh huh. And then you slowly start to find out that in the original story that this ghost man has written, mm-hmm. it, there was a knight that tried to protect the prince, but he was ripped in half, like, by a sword. Like, he was, like, killed. And Fakir, you find out, has this, like, scar. Like, he was cool, the knight reincarnated. Yeah, uh-huh. But he's also, like, fears his fate, which is getting sliced in half. Like, so he is always grappling with these, like, concepts of fate and trying to protect the prince and he never like he doesn't trust princess tutu at all he doesn't like duck the girl because she's just kind of annoying and she's always around and then does everyone know about nobody knows oh wow and he's the first one to find out that she's that the girl duck is princess tutu but then even later in my favorite episode he finds out that she's also the duck Oh. who happened to, like, <laughs> see him cry one time. And he, like, snuggled up with the duck and had this, like, vulnerable That's moment. So funny. And then he finds out that it's, like, her. So he's super embarrassed. So embarrassed. And they're yelling at each other. And then she transforms back and she's naked for a second. And then he's, like, trying to look away. But, like, but, like he's pissed at her. <laughs> he doesn't sneak a peek. He's a good man. <laughs> but he ends up finding out later in the story that he can write, like, alternate Oh, he's endings. the one who can. Yeah. And you can tell that he kind of starts falling for Duck slash Princess Tutu. Okay. Not the duck. The girl duck. Right. So her name is Duck, but nobody put the two to two together. Nobody put the two to two together. No, no, no. People don't care about this Duck. Like, he's the only one that ever interacted with the Duck. Sure, 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 sure. And, uh, yeah. That's so funny. It's so funny. How late in the show does that happen? That happens, I think, episode, like, episodes 11, 12, and 13, I think, are my most watched. Because they're the ones where they become, like, friends. Like, Mm -hmm. there's one where... She loses her pendant, and she's a duck the whole time, and she just basically follows him around trying to get the pendant back, Mm. and then she sees him, like, arguing with his foster dad, and then, like, crying, and trying to be this knight, and then, like, the next episode, it's, like, or, like, at the end, she gets it back, because he, like, is, like, says to the duck, like, whatever, if you want this so bad, you can have it, you know, (laughs) like... That's so funny. And then, as Princess Tutu, he ends up trying to fight her, and she's, like, oh, I have no desire to fight you, and he's, like... What? Like, he doesn't we understand. We just went through all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, so would you say that he's one of your favorite characters? Yes. <laughs> yes. No hesitation. Yes, I would. Uh, it's, it's that romance that's the one that's the most fascinating. Oh, that's the one you love. That's the one I love. It's like him and Duck, because it's like they really become like friends and they like have to trust each other. And then the ending, spoiler alert, is that she basically has to sacrifice everything that she has and just return to being a duck so that the story can end. And the prince ends up with the princess who was evil, but she's actually not evil. It's like a victim of circumstance as opposed to like her own decisions. And she's like fought it for so long. And the only thing that she had was this love for the prince. So it ends up being like the thing that you want. Right. But then the ending with her and Fakir is that he just like vows to be at her side forever, but she's a duck. And then the last shot of the show is like him sitting like at the edge of the pond writing and her just like swimming. And it's like, that's, That's nice, but, tragic. But you want them to be like together, and it was like this big thing of like people were debating like, did they mean for them to have this romance? Like, what's going on? And then I think like a couple years later, the like creator of the series was like, yeah, I mean, he fell in love with her, and it was like, uh, oh my gosh, That's Fakir, Fakir, F A K I R. You spelled That's it right. That's exactly how I spelled it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look up what this guy looks like at least. Well, what was crazy to me was I looked up pictures, and a lot of times when I'm watching a thing where I don't know what the romance is gonna be, I'll try not to look up pictures so I don't. Oh, guess. so you don't see screen caps of them together up, and stuff. And I was like, I just saw a quick shot of them together, and I was like, those two. Wow. I don't know about that. He's so mean. And but then I was like really relieved as it sort of like played out. Played as out. You saw the story. Yeah. Yes, man, this is so funny. It's so funny. I love and it. all the characters are like kind of ridiculous looking. Like if you ever see people try to cosplay these characters, it looks terrible. Really? Oh, so bad. Because she's like has this weird kind of like duck feather hair. Oh. She has like a big like that like sticks out of the top, and like he has like this ponytail like. They just, the only way they look good is in the cartoon. I wonder if I've seen, uh, I wonder if I've seen it before and just not known what it was. You it's know what I mean? like that. Like, I think there are probably a billion, like, animes out there that I have no idea about. But with this, I would recognize. Again, at C2E2, I, I walked around mostly with Matt Young, and he was, like, my tour guide. Because he would have so much more of a frame of reference just for everything Just an encyclopedia. Yeah. He's your Pokedex. Like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, he was my C2E2 Pokedex. And he would just point at something and be like, oh, that's a great blah, blah costume. <laughs> You'd be, like, be sure. like, what? Cool. And then you'd be like, oh, it's from blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just in one ear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool, though, because otherwise I would have had no concept of any of those things. And then it yeah. was also fun because we would see someone in cosplay, and he would say that and explain it to me. And half the time I'd be like, that sounds dumb. And the other half I'd be like, oh, that actually sounds kind of cool. And then we'd be in booths where looking at, like, action figures and toys and sh- t-shirts and bullshit. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, this is that same thing. So it's like, it's not even that it's that in this context, in the context of C2E2 of a, you know, of a Comic Con. Yeah. Um, it's not that obscure. Like, exactly. It, 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 all of these people, these Their people. things yeah, are here. They they are in the right place. Did you see any bronies? Was that at all? CG there too? were a few, yes. I watched the documentary about I haven't yet. It was so funny because I just, like, there are certain things you just look at it and, like, I just, I got it. Like, I understood and I, I feel bad because it's, like, 
it's okay for me, like, a reasonably cute girl to go gaga over, like, Princess Tutu. Right. Or even, like, My Little Ponies. But it was, like, it's so much just, like, I was so proud of them for to be, being to super do real. that. And be like, you I know agree. what, this is what I love, and I, I, it sucks sometimes, but it, I still love it. And I'm like, yeah. Own it. Own it. Yeah. I'm gonna go watch some Princess Tutu. <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing I was gonna ask you. What, I, I don't know if I have much of a concept for the age range that anime is supposed to be aimed at. I don't. Because this is, like, you would think it's for children. Mm-hmm. But it's so, like, the concepts of, like, the... There's all this stuff about fate. Like, there's, um... Right. This one character that's just a puppet that the storyteller puts in to do his bidding. And she's just, like, this puppet. But as the story progresses, she starts to, like, become very attached to the characters that she helps. Mm-hmm. And she ends up sacrificing herself to save Fakir in, like, the midpoint episode. Wow. And it was so crazy, because it's like, before that happened, she's like, I'm just a puppet. Like, I don't know what's going on. Oh. They're like, no, but like, so there's all this there's stuff. There's obviously like, more complex things going on there. Yeah, and it's all like changing your fate and like being the master of your own destiny, which I read this article, or this essay that somebody oh, wrote. Oh yeah, you told me this earlier. And they were like, it's so interesting, because that's so not a like, like, the Japanese mindset is like collectivism and not doing that. Yeah. But this is very like gently pushing the idea the whole way of like, no, you, you don't have to always go along with everybody. Yeah. If you have an idea and you believe in it, you can do it. So it's a very like uplifting and like, I would say it's like good for children. Cool. But I also feel like there are so many things that are just going to like, right. That's what I was thinking. Even, even not even thinking about concepts and heaviness uh, the you know nature of all of that, even just thinking about how much story is involved so in anime, many, yeah, it seems like baffling to me that young people would be able to fathom all of the aspects of or that. Or maybe they just like you know what I mean. Like I loved Brave Little Toaster, right? And I didn't have any idea how like fucking crazy that scenario is. Right. Like, I go back and watch it now. Me and Sean actually watched the trilogy of The Brave Little Toaster, Uh, which is, like, first one's great, uh, terrifying, horrifying. I think I've only seen the first one. I've seen the first one a bunch of times, and I think I've seen the second one maybe once. Don't ever watch that one. That one's just god-awful. Didn't you... Isn't there a... (laughs) The song... That you were drawing yes, yes, a picture yes, yes. of the... There's uh, a song where the supercomputers come to life, and it's like, oh, it's just awful, and there's, like, no melody. The third Brave Little Toaster where they go to Mars is actually pretty good. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I didn't think about... I just thought it was kind of sad when all those cars were, like, at the getting end crunched. and getting crunched, but I think about it now later, and I'm like, that's horrifying. Yeah. And sad. It's kind of like the third um, Toy Story and the toys are about to bo- die in the incinerator. But the cars do die. Like, the cars can... Yeah. But they're not the main characters. Right. But yeah, there is that moment where you're like, they're gonna die. Because they're Pixar dudes that made that. And Pixar dudes love to oh. fucking do that. Oh. I don't know if I ever realized that. Yeah. Same. That was, like, one of the first, like, Pixar-y projects. And I think they wanted to... That makes so much sense. They wanted to 3D animate it. But, like, there's this big argument where the... Um, production company was like, well, if it costs the same, there's no reason to do it. Oh. And so it's like, it has all these beautiful elements, but like, it you really can does. see where they wanted to like, 
take it a little take it to the next dimension you can even see it it's like if you think about the lamp and the Mm -hmm. blanket and things like that so much uh, look at those side by side like they look great um yeah uh one of my favorite cosplay uh uh, elements of C2E2 was a guy who dressed just like the guy from Brave Little Toaster, and he had oh, every master? single character. Oh. He dressed up as the master, he had these cute little glasses, his hair <laughs> had a little, like, curl to it, and it was blonde. I love Just that. a little sweater. And he was wheeling behind him the entire time a, a vacuum, vacuum cleaner that had all of the characters on it. That and ev- you should so have seen cool. people's reactions to it every time someone I saw cried. him. I'm I'm getting chills just talking to you about it. <laughs> Every time someone saw him, they were like, oh, oh. I wonder if he ever it got overloaded. precious. Like, and so when I saw him, I think Matt was like, you should ask to take a picture with him. And I was like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I wish I can't you even. It was so good. I, I'll have to see. I know one of my friends who went to C2E2 saw him. There See if and, anyone, or we should just look him up. I'm sure did, oh yeah, 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 and um, and did take a picture with him or of him at least. So I should at least look it up so you can see it because it was amazing. It was so good, and I just it oh. was adorable and perfect. And that kind of thing is why I love like nerd culture because it's like that just unbridled. It's passion mm-hmm. plus effort, mm-hmm. and those are two yes, things that I yes, can yes, always yes, get behind, right. no matter like. Pretty much no matter what it is. What, like, the if there's, like, passion and effort, I'm on board. There's a Cracked article that I read about... Uh-huh. Somebody wrote, like, sex fan fiction about Xander from Buffy and okay. these, like, bicycle mice from, like, a cartoon show in the Stop. 80s. What? And it was over a million words long, which they pointed out is longer than the longest American novel. Stop. And it was, like... That's somebody's thing. Like, Stop. That's insane. Xander and bicycle mice? Cartoon bicycle mice and Xander. And he, like, I guess transforms into one of them over a series of episodes. Okay. Chapters. Gotta jot this down. Jot I just write down. things down to put in the notes of the show. I don't think anyone ever actually looks at them. but <laughs> I do because I don't have time to listen to podcasts, so I like to look so at the you notes. So like, look at the notes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Xander and bicycle mice fanfic. And, while we were talking about the Brave Little Toaster, I want to point out one moment in that movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone remembers the air conditioner scene mm-hmm. where he, like, fries his brains out. And yes. first of all, he yells, it's my function, it's my function. He's, like, fighting against, he's stuck in a wall, but he, like, wants to be out with the yeah. other people. There's an air conditioner behind me right now, and it's right. like, uh, I feel bad for it. You can't stop thinking about it. And <laughs> he, he does this whole horrifying scene where he dies. That was yeah. the one part of the movie I would always fast forward because it terrified it, me. It's so scary. I it's remember that so when I was scary. growing up too. And then he dies in front of their faces and Kirby the vacuum cleaner goes, well, he was a jerk anyway. <laughs> I remember that. And I was like, I remember that man that. just killed himself. Like if this were not appliances... That's a fucked up thing to have. But they're all so anthropomorphized that it makes it super dark. Yeah, it's just like... It's not like Bambi... I mean, I mean, we all talk about Bambi's mom getting shot in the woods. Yeah. and But, yeah. Yeah. It, nobody's talking about the air conditioner about, pulling something out of the wall. The vacuum cleaner has to, like, anyway, make a quick it off. And they all get on the vacuum and just, like... Right, right, master has a plan. <laughs> I know all the songs. 
revisit Brave Little Toaster. Come on over. I've got on VHS. Hey, you don't got to invite me twice. two and three are on Netflix, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to watch them go to Mars. Yeah. There's a, uh, the baby gets uh, sent to Mars by mistake. Stop. Yeah. That's so funny. It's, it's great. Um, so. Princess Tutu. Princess Tutu. And all the things I love. Uh, what, how long did it take? You said you downloaded Netflix on it, on to your phone so that you could watch more of it. Yeah. How long did it take you to watch the whole thing? I tried to, like, not watch it like an insane person, uh-huh. but I want to say, like, two weeks and I was, like, done. And, but you could have done it fast. I could have done it faster. I, I was, was like, to... I would go to work and I would look forward to it. And I also, like... By the end, I was so, like, oh. nervous because I wanted it to turn out Be super good. well. Yeah. And it did. Like, it was beautiful. And I'm still, obviously, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted them to kiss once. <laughs> like, even if she had to be a duck. And there was just, just a little ducky kiss? Yeah. Just like, Is that what you really about? No, I mean, like, not, not him kissing the duck. Right. If she had to turn into a duck. But they kissed first. Oh, I see. I you see, see I what see, I mean? See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as Tutu or as duck? You know, as Tutu or the girl. I actually right, probably would have preferred it as duck. as Duck the girl. I think okay. I would have preferred that. Because it was this kind of thing where she starts thinking after a while that, like, the prince is interested in Tutu, oh, but not her, the girl. And gotcha. she's like, this is the most who I, who I am. am. But then you can very much see Fakir is, like, not really interested in Tutu. That's so But he's interested in Duck. And yeah. it's, like, it's very sweet because he's... They're, like, adolescent. So, like, uh-huh. the one of my favorite bits that always happens is, like, he gets really embarrassed whenever she transforms, like, and doesn't have clothes or whatever. Right. Like, everyone else is pretty, like, chill about it. Or, yeah. like, people, like, tease him about it and he'll get really, like... And he... It's very sweet because he, like... He calls her an idiot all the time, like, in a very, like, brothery yeah. kind yeah, of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be, like... He'll save her life and be, like, idiot. And you're, like... It's just, like... It's really sweet and, and tender in a way that's, like... Her relationship with the prince is very fairy tale and dignified. Sure. But I prefer the, like, nitty-gritty, like, oh, we have to walk a long way together, and maybe we'll have, like, a deep conversation, and then, like, trip and fall over. It's more realistic. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Exactly. Right? It is. And it's kind of like what, you know, out of the two, what do you really want? You want somebody that, like, isn't going to freak out if you fart on accident. <laughs> <laughs> on accident. <laughs> on accident. Because no one farts on purpose. <laughs> no. Not if you're a real lady. Lap. <laughs> uh, I've had a couple of times where I've really thought about farting as a bit, but then I'm like, no, I'm not going to. Like, because I get really hung up on, like, <laughs> being a dignified woman, even though I'm, like, the least dignified woman. Uh, oh, I can't. I don't even think I can pretend to hide the fact that that's something that describes me anymore um i've, I've told this story <laughs> i've told this story on the nerd cast before too but it makes me laugh so much um we were in a tech rehearsal for the show we just did for, with the nerd and um joe gennaro future guest of the show he just told me what he wants his um topic to be oh. finally he's been mulling it over a lot <laughs> but um he turned to me during tech while they were setting a cue and writing down notes and stuff like that so everyone was really quiet he goes hey mb just let out the most like (laughs) stereotypical fart sound (laughs) but it was so tiny and cute it was like (laughs) it was i died and of course i got in trouble they were like please be quiet and i was like (laughs) Fucking Joe whispered at me and 
let out the cutest little perfect fart oh, sound. That's so funny. And like it was just the funniest bit for him to get my attention just that's so that I heard so his like funny. Boop. <laughs> you can't do you can't have that happen in front of you and, and tell me that farts aren't funny. Farts are so funny. I mean, do we want to tell everyone about the first time we met? Please. Can we? It's up to you. Yeah, it's up to me. So the first time Mary Beth and I met, she was coming to intern at IO. I'm looking at the camera like, hey, everybody, come yes. on in. Hey, guys. Um, and I thought that I didn't have an intern on Saturday morning. <laughs> and so, like, I just, like, had a coffee and, like, probably a bagel or something. And I just, like, had this, like, fart. And it was, like, one of those ones where you just do when you're 100% positive that you're going to be alone for the next five hours. And then all of a sudden the door opens and it's that bright light in the little darkened like, fart cave of Io's box office. And so I did the only thing I could think of, which was I suddenly pulled a banana out of my backpack and started enthusiastically <laughs> opening it and eating it. Like hoping that the banana would like overpower the fart smell. And then I guess it worked, right? I didn't notice the fart smell. You didn't no. notice the fart smell. No. And then I told you like a month later, yeah. I want to say. Another on another Saturday when we were working together. Uh, I told you the truth. Hey, remember when I furiously ate that banana the first time we met? Yeah, you we were like, yeah, kind I of. Yes, maybe. Like, obviously, <laughs> you had been thinking about it so, so much. So much to, like, know if I got away with it. Right, yeah. right. I, I don't remember smelling it. I barely remember how fast you... But as soon as you <laughs> I told me... I didn't even me, like bananas that much. I was just like, survival. <laughs> I can't have a first impression with this girl be my fart smell. <laughs> like, I can't... We're going to be friends for life. Wait, I mean... But the thing was... like She'll be my flagship woman. <laughs> I was your flagship you woman. You were. Because <sighs> of that, I think. You do? That yeah. You knew that if I was comfortable enough with the banana fart being our meat cue. <laughs> our meat cue is a banana fart. Now <laughs> write this story. Um, yeah. I gotta ship Speaking this. Speaking of fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh, gosh. I was gonna say something. Oh, but then, like, we got super comfortable telling each other, like, <laughs> alright, I gotta figure out when these classes are getting out, because I gotta use the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'd have to, like... Alright, I'm gonna go down to the Starbucks. Well, like, because Craigula will, like, sometimes comment when yes. you're going to and from the bathroom, and, like, comments about the bathroom make me incredibly pee-shy. Like, uh, if somebody's talking to me at work, or even, like, it's gotten to the point where if somebody's also in the bathroom, mm -hmm. I can't pee until they're gone. It's, like, actually uh, a problem. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever been... We're talking... <laughs> Eric calls it, um, uh, when you have to poop away from your apartment, he calls it an away game. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's true. And I was like, I don't know, man. It's a special I, challenge. I, I've never really felt like home field advantage is all that much of an experience. <laughs> like, I'm just like, if I gotta go, I gotta go. Oh, bless you. Yeah. It's, Teach it's your children gift. to be like it's you. It's definitely a gift. Like, because so many people are shy. Yeah. I definitely don't get pee shy, but We're yeah. taught shame around our genitals. <laughs> <laughs> and no shame down there for me. Join me on our next podcast. <laughs> Erasing, genital shame. Erasing genital shame. <laughs> I can't wait for someone's topic to be general shame. <laughs> I, can, 
I already like that. That should be like another crowd episode. Yes, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a live audience. Live audience. All right, I'm here with, who would talk about general shit? I don't know. Immediately I thought of Rob Grabowski. And I, <laughs> he's just funny talking about anything. Super duper funny. Oh, God. Uh, that that thing Tim made still makes me I happen. love that. And I love that the first time I heard it was walking down no, that's right. Southport. Couldn't wait to, couldn't wait to listen to it. Filming the pilot, listening to Tim's jams. I mean, he was good. Like, and he doesn't, he hadn't Do mixed very things. much before. We're talking about Tim Dunn's bit for the live episode. Live episode. Rob Grabowski saying uh, that Biodome holds up and Tim turned it okay. into. He doesn't okay, start no. okay, no. okay, now Biodome <laughs> holds up. <laughs> okay, now. Okay, now Biodome holds oh, up. Oh, God. Okay, now Biodome. Okay, now Biodome. Every once in a while, Biodome holds up. Every once in a while, I get it stuck in my head. Oh, me too. <laughs> like, if I see Tim or Rob, yeah. like, sometimes it'll <laughs> like, just... Oh, yeah. Okay, now Biodome. Okay, no, yeah, and then that music that just creeps in, the like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Slowly he built it. It was so good. Hopefully he listens to this and finds God bless a Tim clip. Dunn. God bless Tim Dunn. Hopefully he listens to this and finds a clip that he likes to Oh, God, it's going to be like something about me farting, or even just liking Princess Tutu. Tim? Remember me? Your friend? <laughs> he and I do I think do like some of the best bits in the world <laughs> like he, his characters every are, once in a while I'll see something that one of you writes on the other one's wall and I won't even know the entire context <laughs> for it but I always think it's funny he, he's just like you can throw anything at Tim and he'll have a funny response of which course. is like I'm good at throwing anything and right. he's good at you're, a, you're the bump and he's the set exactly or, or is the set and the spike yeah he who okay alright yeah, yeah, yeah. shock tease who's mm-hmm. a bump who's a set and who's a spike Spike. Oh wow! I guess it's hard to say. Uh, Spike is in like that's bringing the joke home. I mean, that's got to be Tim. Yeah, like I feel like, like I'm it. the I'm the bump. Tyler's the set. Tim's the Spike. That sounds about. right. I'll usually start something and then Tyler will get in on it and then Tim can yep. just bring. It. This is my favorite Tim bit story. We uh, picked him up in Florida, or we had like he had a flight delay or something, and we came and got him. And he was so tired, and we were going to Disney World. Like, we were still going to oh do it. Oh, my gosh. And he was just so tired, and this big logging truck drove by with all these pieces of wood. And I went, oh, Tim, sorry about what happened to your wood dad. <laughs> and there's this, like, pause. And he looks out the window, and you can see him just not fucking wanting to do it. And right. then he goes, yeah, really splintered the family. <laughs> I just died laughing because it was like one the, the joke and two like he just he didn't was even so, want to do he it. He resented it so much but he still he had still to do it. it. Oh That's my the God. mark of a good man. That is so that is if that story doesn't sum up Timothy Dunn, I don't know what that's does. that's the Tim story. He was so wood dad. <laughs> Sorry about what happened to your wood dad. Which is such a dumb thing. It's to so say. stupid. Like and that's most of the jokes I do. I yeah. can usually like spin them pretty good. But like Sorry, Wood Dad was like, like I didn't yeah, give him really much them <laughs> and he was just right there. <laughs> So reluctantly. Oh, That's God bless. That's great. He's so funny. And then you went to Disney World. And then we went wonderful. to Disney World. It was, oh my God. We've been to Disney World twice as Shock Teeth. <laughs> Both times magic. How does, uh, how does Tim feel about how much you like Princess Tutu? He like, 
I think in a very loving way, understands why I love romance so much. He got me Pride and Prejudice, the board game, for Christmas. Stop. And then he and Tyler stayed up with me until 2 in the morning, and we all Play played it. it. And the Aww. point of the game is, like, you there's the, all the couples, and you, like... Put them in their respective homes, and then they go through and get society cards, you get, like, trivia cards, which, like, they didn't really know anything about it. And I was like, oh, you don't know that. And, like, of course, Tim, unannounced, picks, like, the villain couple of, like, the story, picks, like, Lydia and Wickham, and he's like, oh, my guy looks kind of cool. And I'm like, he's a bad man. And I'm like, I get to be Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy. My guy looks kind of cool. It really splintered the family. <laughs> oh, God. That's wonderful. Yeah, the Shaktis are very... The Shaktis and Sean are very understanding about my Princess Tutu obsession, my obsession with romance. Mm. It's good to have guys that are, like... That, like, get that stuff. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, maybe it's not for me, but I understand why you like sure. it. Because it's like, they all have stuff like that. You mentioned that uh, you have things that you like where writing for that kind of thing is concerned and things that you don't like. We talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, so the thing that really gets pulls me out of the story, mm-hmm. a fan fiction about Princess Tutu. Right, sure. Is like... Spe- yeah, please only specifically cite it in terms of yes. Princess Tutu. <laughs> it's when the writing is... is um like, very writery, and that's what I saw in mine, too. It's just, like, it's hard, because you are writing, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of, like, too many, like, adverbs, or, like, too many, like, murmured instead of said, you know? I'm sure I would be guilty of that. I found a nice site that was, like, listen, said is an invisible word to the audience. Interesting. Like, they don't think about, if you're saying said every time, they don't think about it, but, like, mumbled and tittered and whispered makes and them that makes them notice the word. Interesting. So it's like, use it, but use it sort of sparingly, because cool. otherwise, like, everything And don't say, use like, it just in place of said. Exactly. Use it if you actually do want to As an imply a different way. Yeah. That's, su- that's such a good It's a note. really, like, nice thing, because it really helped me when I started writing more, like, fiction, uh-huh. to just be like, I don't have another way that they said this, they just said it. And it's like, they even said something where they're like, you know, it's even, you can say, Matthew said, blah, blah, blah. Like, he looked at her and he said, or blah, 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 he said. It's like, it's, you can still change can up change the sentence up the, structure without using a different word besides said. Exactly. Because it is like, when you're writing a lot of dialogue, you're like, and also, like, you don't have to say it unless you might not know who the character is. Uh-huh. Doorbell rang. Yeah. I don't know who that was. <clears throat> um, Steph's getting it. We'll figure it out. It's probably a delivery. I mean, it is 9.15 at night, after all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had one other question where this was concerned, and I can't remember what it was now. Um, Oh, so you talked about uh, Pride and Prejudice. Mm -hmm. You talked about how that's a really, like, satisfying romantic thing for you. Any other things that you want to cite where that's concerned? If it is something that you love. You know... Uh, I, Notting Hill is a very oh, satisfying romance I, for me. That's so funny. Uh, I saw Notting Hill while I was in college. Not gonna lie, did not care for it. A lot of people don't care for it. Actually, so I got into an argument. It. You guys with, could talk about it for a very long time. I just like, and then I can push aside for a good romance. I can push aside a lot of the like, oh, that's very tropey and like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, I really like that one. How uh, do you feel about Love Actually? I love Love Actually. I love Love Actually. I love Love Actually. Uh, 
the Colin Firth one is my favorite. So good. Because it's so, they learn the language oh, for each other. Just in cases. Yeah. It's oh, like, God. amazing. It's amazing. That's a great But one. I'm also like, I'm a sucker for uh, a sad storyline, too. So I love Emma Thompson and Ellen Rickman. I mean, she's great. She's just so Sense good. Sense and Sensibility, uh, her her movie of it. The one that's oh, like the famous one. I've never one. seen that, but everyone cites it as that like Emma Thompson amazing. just killing it. There's a moment she's so reserved the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I, I really like reserved characters. I really like emotional characters. And there's one of each. Okay. And there's this moment at the end where it's like she's gone through like hell, this whole thing. And, it, and she's finally like there and... And he's there, and he's like, I love you, basically. Uh. And she just turns on a dime and starts weeping. And it's so real. And it's, like, the way that I've cried. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah, 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 sure. You just get it. And it's, like, you know she's pulling from uh, somewhere real. I feel the same way about when she cries, when she opens the oh my God, gift in Love Actually, like, and she starts stabbing. Her eyes, yeah, and, then, and straightening the bed. Uh, she's so good. Me. She's incredible. She's mm. so good. Uh, yeah. I, I think, was just curious more than anything else. Yeah. I gotta tell you, it really made me upset when J.K. Rowling was like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have put Ron and Hermione together. I hate together. that she did that. Like, just can it? Because Why? that's the world we have. And Why if you she meant to that? make a different world, just shut up. I couldn't like, even read any of the articles about that. Me I saw, either. I, saw I just saw the like, headline and I was I like, did too. fuck this. Why? Because, like, the romance is so important. Of, it like, is. You could have made me love Harry and Hermione. Right. But you didn't. So no. don't make that an option. No, that was so weird. Yeah. Um, and I love the way all of that played out. I thought that was, I'm so glad you agree with that. I thought that was so dumb. I just, it's like, it's done. So like, and I look back and maybe I would change like things about work that I did earlier, but I'm not going to go up to all the people who loved it and say, oh, I didn't Guys, do the best I could. remember? <laughs> yeah. Remember like I that made this. me a little I think upset. I might do this instead. That's so yeah. weird. Okay. Last question. Yes. Um, how do you feel like your love of uh, <laughs> Princess Tutu yeah. has influenced you uh, or had an effect on your life creatively and your life in general? So. I know we've talked a little bit about both of these. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Just to tie I a little ribbon I think what it did it. was, uh, in a way, it was happening around the time that I sort of realized I needed something different. Like, I was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it was like, why am I obsessing about this? And it wasn't the single thing, sure. obviously. I mean, you can't blame something on a TV show. No. But it was that thing of, like... It was like, a contributing factor. It was a contributing factor of, like, I want something really badly. And it's like, I can watch Princess Tutu now, and I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, like, draw out my heart the way that it did the first time. Oh, it's weird. It was, like, almost painful the first time of, like, how much I loved that and wanted that. And it was, like... You can't live your life wow. like that, you huh. know? And so, like, now it's, like, it's really fun to watch because I have my favorite moments and stuff yeah. like that. How many but it times got me do you through. think you've seen? The whole thing in its entirety, probably three or four. I was going to guess two or three. But there are certain, certain episodes, episodes that I've probably seen, like, nine 11, or 11, 12, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I get on things that I, like, need when I'm upset. So, oh, like, yeah, I do that, too. The Pride and Prejudice, the long version, mm-hmm. that's a huge one. I, since third grade, I've been putting oh. that one on, like, and that's when it came out. Like, yeah, my yeah. mom taped it off the TV, and that's I still so have that funny. VHS oh, with, like, the old commercials. And then Princess Tutu was, like, that for me for a long, for, like, yeah. the summer where, like, from winter to, like, fall uh-huh. of when this, like, breakup was happening I was watching Princess Tutu and just, like, I love the messages in it because uh-huh. it also, like, 
now that I'm writing more, I look back and I'm like, oh, as a writer, there are all these other things that you can sort of mine yeah. from this about, like, the story and, like, the way it should be versus uh-huh. what the characters want. Like, uh-huh. it's just, there's a lot and, of... And, and uh, going back to the J.K. Rowling thing of, like, the conceived, what you can conceive, what the audience may want versus what you might want. And it's not always the same thing. I think right. that's actually a Pixar rule of writing. Yes, it's like, I think I've read that whole list. Yeah. It's so good. So it's like a lot of things. And I think it also made me realize that like, if you love something, even if people just might call it. it stupid, like just yes. love it. Like, how was this creator to know that, like, I'm one person mm-hmm. who is profoundly affected by this anime, uh-huh. and it's like, there are a million people who weren't, but I bet there are other people like who me. Who have also, of course. Who it made a difference yeah. for. And it's like, yeah, I want to I wanna create work that makes a difference, even if it's just, just little for, like, one 13-year-old girl in Montana. so much. Like, and I think that's such an important thing where MBSing is concerned. That, like, I just want people to tell me about a thing they love, and I don't care what it is. Because it's how always silly. interesting. Yeah, yeah, Like, always. it's, I love hearing people talk about, like, if somebody just loves, like, wood boats, and they love it, like, tell me about tell it. Me about That's great. Boats. I want to hear about your yeah, wood boats. Yeah, then that was something that came up on when uh, we did Flagship Women Together. Plug, 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 Was that, uh, yeah, it's just the best way to interact with people is yeah. for them to talk to you about something they love, like... Promote the thing you love instead of bashing what you hate. Yeah, and or like, oh, I love this, but I know it's but dumb. I'm da- ashamed like, about it. Guy yeah, yeah, yeah. talked th- about that a lot when he talked about Pokemon. I didn't mean to bring up another thing that's also uh, anime, but he said that's, he's I've also like, watched that. Been made. F- I've seen a little bit. I used to play the Game Boy games. I had some cards in my day. There's not a good solid romance in Pokemon. Doesn't <laughs> uh, surprise. Me. Too much Johnny Bravo style flirting with Brock, and then like Ash and Misty sometimes. But not all the time. It's like willy nilly sloppy. Let's watch Pikachu. And although I did get a little obsessed with Jesse and James, I kind of wanted them to be a thing. But like, clearly he's gay. <laughs> that may have been an assumption, but I think you, he's you're uh, uh, what a treat. <laughs> all these runs get at me about romance. Did everybody, you just hear Sarah Shockey break down in a minute every possible romantic <laughs> relationship that's ever happened in Pokemon. Because I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. Dudes, email me, sjshock at gmail.com. It'll be in the liner notes if you want to talk about any romance ever at all. Thank you. <laughs> I had to write it down, so I put it in the notes. Do you like that I called it the liner notes? I did. I usually just write notes, but the liner notes, yeah, that <laughs> makes you feel really... Burn um, this on a CD and distribute it around town. <laughs> You're wonderful. Hey, you're wonderful. This was great. Thanks for letting me come back. Thank you so much for coming back. I can't believe... (laughs) I can't believe what you've done for me to be here and do this with me. Well, thank you for doing Flagship Women. (laughs) Flagship Women. This has been lovely. It's just nice. Yeah. Mm. Uh, The last thing I say to all of my guests Mm -hmm. is that I love you, and I mean that. I love you. That's great. And I mean it, too. Oh, I'm so glad. This is so nice. (laughs) (laughs) We try.
This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.